details. Go to crystalflush.com or call. This is Lacrosse Talk PM, where your voice matters. Your chance to weigh in on the issues important to you, where you control the content, where no topic is off limits. Annoyed by something? Have some constructive criticism? Do you have solutions to fix the problems that plague us? We want to hear from you. Weigh in with your comments on the talk and text line at 785-7914. Now, your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solo. All right, welcome to uh, Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I am Rick Solo. In the studio with me is the health educator. Uh, are you the? Because no, you could be one of, yes, but you could also be the. One of. Like you walk around, strut your stuff. I am the. Uh, Laura, Laura Ranchi is the health a health educator with the Lacrosse County Health Department. She's also a coordinator at Alliance to Heal. Right? Is mm-hmm. that did I get that right? Yeah. Um, and we're going to be talking. How, how do you want to explain this? Because I I was going to do I I go through sensitive training sometimes, so I can't just be like we're talking drugs today. But we kind of are, um, in a way. But the the Alliance to Heal and the Lacrosse County Health Department are having some events because August is. So August 31st is Overdose Awareness Day, International Overdose Awareness Day, and we thought we would expand that out into the month of August. Okay, so there's a couple of events going on, and we're going to talk about those a little bit. And we're going to talk about some of the stigmas surrounding drugs, drug overdoses, people on drugs, uh, all that stuff. So if you have questions you want to ask, Laura, 608-785-7914, shoot me a text. Um, but that's what we're going to be doing. But first of all, we're, do you want to explain... What you do with the Lacrosse County Health Department, or do you want to explain what Alliance to Heal is first? You you take your pick. I, I think I'll I'll stick with the Alliance to Heal piece. Um, so I am a health educator, one of many at the Lacrosse County Health Department. Um, and what I do is we coordinate our Alliance to Heal or the Alliance to Heal. Um, it is a partnership of community members. It's a collaborative. Um, we uh, work with Mayo and Gunderson, our health systems here. Uh, we also have local government involved, law enforcement, community organizations. Um, and what we're doing is working towards uh, halting the effects of addiction locally, which is what the heal means in our Alliance to Heal. Um, we're just coming together to work on our opioid crisis here in the the community. Okay, so you're kind of like in in your realm as drugs, which sounds funny to just say. I know. Loud, but there's there's drugs. There's mental illness, alcohol. Is the, is there more of is there more to it? I guess suicide prevention would probably fall under that umbrella, maybe. Yeah, a lot of the umbrella that that we work with is specifically substance use disorder um doesn't really matter what the substance is um per se a lot of talk is around opioids um but substance use disorder uh which kind of goes hand in hand with mental health um majority of the time so we sometimes talk a little bit about that as well okay so alliance to heal is this collaboration with a bunch of different people and groups and then and then what like can people come to the alliance to heal to heal or how to how does that, how do people get involved in this you know yeah besides these events that you're we can get to in a minute 100 percent um so we have the alliance to heal um dot com website all our information is on there we have work groups that are working towards initiatives different kinds of initiatives we have a prevention work group we have a harm reduction work group um a sober living work group and things like that so all aspects um kind of from start like prevention to recovery um, and everything in between. We're kind of just working on 
um, enhancing those services, bridging gaps, um, connections, um, just kind of anything that we would need to do. And it is it is volunteer basis. Anybody is welcome. Um, they can get a hold of me. Uh, I am I have an email, <laughs> um, which maybe you'll find on the website. Well, I'll throw it. I'll throw it into the. We'll, we'll put this show on the website after the work. Perfect. After the show. Put the show on after the show, um, and I'll throw your email in there. And okay, so let's just do the big question: like, how big of a problem? Is, maybe this is the question, and you can tell me this is a bad question. How big of a problem are drugs in Lacrosse County? How big of a problem is that? Easy is that? Is are drugs a big problem in Lacrosse County? How about, how about I don't know. Do you yes, think no they're question. a big problem in the county? Well, I don't have any. I mean, I, I we cover the courts, and there's some drugs yeah. there. A little bit. Uh, the overdose death numbers mm-hmm. are rising, so mm-hmm. that seems like it would con- constitute as a rising problem, mm-hmm. but I don't have anything to compare it to. So when you say 40 people died of drug overdose deaths or 40-ish people, I, I, I don't have any comparisons except for the last year it was around that, and then before the pandemic it was probably half that, right? So yes. uh, it's a gro- it, it seems to be a rising problem, but is it a big problem? There are two, you know, two different ways to look at that. Yeah, I think that um, we hear about it nationwide, and I think everyone is seeing the effects of, um, and lacrosse is no different. So I think that um, we have many issues, substance use and mental health are a part of, um, and they might be large for some and they might not be for others but i will say yes you're a health educator Mm -hmm. and i'm going through sensitivity training i say that as a joke a little bit but also like (laughs) i I, sometimes i'm like no i can't say it like that that's but i'm doing that on the fly because sometimes i just say the thing um so you can just during the show just be like no here i'm gonna health educate you and this is how you would you know better you could even say this is how maybe you would better pose that question because it's insensitive or whatever i don't want to do you know what i mean like yeah but um okay so you're right but you're right like it's the problem with drugs is relative to your situation i suppose right whether or not it's a big problem um and then in and then uh you know for you guys at the alliance to heal is is the work that you're doing getting over you know like is it are you being overworked at this point or, or is it getting to be a problem there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, um, we've seen it in many different facets and I think that no one in the community, whether they know it or not is, is untouched by the opioid epidemic and, um, our substance use and mental health, um, in, in the County access is, is more limited, um, resources. We don't have all the resources we need. And so that's a lot of what the Alliance does is it's trying to bridge all the gaps that, that we're seeing and we're hearing and, and, um, you know, with money being a, you know, never, it it, always an issue for everyone. And, and especially post post pandemic, you don't say money, you say funding. I'll educate you. (laughs) Funding. Oh, thanks for educating me. I'm just kidding. In my head that when I write this stuff, I'm like, eh, it's not money so much as funding. You got to get the funding from somewhere. Also, that's a problem everywhere. Yeah. Is there any, Everywhere. Can you point to a county and go, oh, they're well-funded and they're doing well. We should do what they're doing. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's some out there. Uh, if you can point to them, please let me know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's. I think it's just especially post-pandemic when resources have just been spent and we've had isolation and, and all these, like, it, it, it tends to take a toll on, and I know it's a big topic of mental health, but mental health and substance use do tend to go um, hand in hand. I think people get, 
I don't know, like it, the excuse of the pandemic too, mm-hmm. as we get further and further away from the pandemic's origins, mm-hmm. but also it's still kind of going on if you read mm-hmm. about like variants and stuff. Um, so there's always like, oh, the pandemic, you know, there's that yeah. kind of talk, that stigma too as well. Um, all right. Some of the things we're going to talk about is what the, is it the Alliance to Heal events? Is that yep, how, the Alliance other, to Heal Alliance events. Alliance to Heal events in August. We we're talking about those. We could talk about just, um, Drugs in general, fentanyl, meth. I don't, you know, yep. like when 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 I read these police reports, it's it's peculiar. Not funny. It's peculiar sometimes when, uh, you know, somebody was busted with this much, some so many grams of whatever, and I'd be like, I have no idea how much how much that is because <laughs> a it's a powder or something. I think it's a powder, and then b it's grams or sometimes it's pounds or <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm like you guys stick to one version of the you know st- either stick to the metric system or yeah, do, I was gonna the say, go metric American system. But anyway. We're going to be back with Lauren Runchy from the Alliance to Heal, the health educator with the Lacrosse County Health Department, when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. Laura Runchy is in here. You know what? We just we just have to do it. That's you right. you had to get made fun of like your it's whole totally childhood that your na- la- your last name was like it's spelled like raunchy, right? I mean that's I mean a- autocorrect does do that. <laughs> <laughs> Spell check and all of in school, that's fun. And that's why you're now in health education <laughs> for the 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 mental trauma that you suffered as a child. Yeah. Um no, but she's a she's she's a coordinator at Alliance to Heal and a health educator with the La Crosse County Health Department and we're talking about drug awareness, and they have a couple events happening. It's it's like International Drug Awareness Day on August 31st. It's also my birthday month, so they just kind of go hand in hand. But also, you have a couple of events coming up um, to to uh, to recognize. I guess kind of leading up to August 31st. But um, one of those events is coming up here next week, August 22nd, at the Cooley Recovery Center. Are these all at the Cooley Recovery Center? They are not all at the Cooley Recovery Center, but um, a few of them are. So, okay. Is yeah. there more than the two that I have written down? Is there more? Because you gave me a flyer, but it only had I, one, I, one. One was last week. So. I, yeah, okay. Oh. Um, we also have a proclamation with the mayor on the 31st, which is okay, International Overdose Day. Yeah. State, yeah. Um, okay, but August 22nd, is a, it's called Bridging the Gap. It's a event... Bridging the Gap event, a treatment service resource fair. So, who would who would be going to that? Like, what kind of? Yeah. Like, what, explain that event. Yep. To me, I guess. Yeah. Right. So that one is that one is at Cooley Recovery. Um, that one is for individuals who are looking for information on treatment services. Um, they will have anything from clinical to. Um, kind of community, any resources relating to treatment. Um, and that is open to um, anyone who is looking for those in their life. Um, if you want more information, if you're a family member, if you're a, a, someone who is living with a substance use disorder and are just looking for what options are available um, or looking to get into or seek help for um, substance use disorder. So a lot of times I hear and, and this will be a fight in Madison through the legislature. This will be, be a government fight. Like, how do we help people that are addicted? Um, and you talk about this. If somebody wants to get help because they're addicted to drugs, they can only do that if they go and get the help, right? If they're, they're the ones that are ready to make a change, um, is that is that still kind of the, as opposed to forcing somebody into a treatment center, is that still kind of how that works? Yeah, there 
it it does happen, and we and we still see it. But the best way um, is is when meeting someone where they're at, and when they're ready, they're ready. Um, and that is part of the problem that we do have with lack of treatment um, locally, or in, in not enough. Um, is that when people are ready, sometimes it takes a while. Um, and sometimes they're ready and it, it's going to take a week or two or three or who knows, or they have to travel to get it. And um, so that's one of the reasons why Cooley is bringing the options here to mm-hmm. kind of help bridge that gap between times. Um, because, yeah, it is best when you are ready, when, you, when you're ready to change and meeting people where they're at is, is what we should be doing. Yeah, because it, wherever you would go to kind of, embark on the journey to get off whatever you're addicted to. I'm ready. So you go to the thing and they'll be like, all right, let's make an appointment. Uh, We have one two months out or whatever. I don't know. But, but if somebody is in that situation, I mean, they can go to the Cooley recovery center Mm -hmm. or Alliance, Alliance to heal or call the health department. But I mean, how immediate would they, would they be able to get? It's really depending on, it's dependent on the kind of treatment that the person needs. There's lots of different kinds of treatment. You know, we've heard of inpatient, we have um, groups, we have outpatient, you have, you know, a bunch of different options. So it's not, it's not a one size fits all. And so Cooley Recovery does have um, navigators that can help with that as well. Um, there are community health workers out and in, in that can help find those spots. Um, the the county uh, we have services um, in our human services. We have a clinic, so there are options out there to help you find um, where you would need to go um, and kind of help you navigate the systems because it is a hard system to navigate, just like the healthcare system. I was looking at drug overdose deaths in the county, and those those have been rising since. You know, 20, I'll just say the numbers. In 2018 and 19, it was low 20s. In 2020, it was 40. And 2021, it was 31. And then this year, or last year, it was 38. I guess I've, I talked to Tim Grinke a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned how many, we're, we're, we're on, the, on pace to set another quote-unquote record, yep. right? I don't want to call it a record. I mean, that, that's... It's, it's what it is. But it, so we're gonna, we, we could bypass 40 overdose deaths. Um, is can we put a finger on why that's happening? Well, I'll tell you, Rick, right now our numbers are confirmed 27 as of the beginning of August Okay. Um, with some pending, so potentially 33 waiting on some pending results. So we might be at 33 right now, and we're in August. Um, so, yeah, we are – there is an increase. Um, a lot of it stems from – uh, what's in uh, what's in the drugs right now? The drug supply itself. Um, there's highly potent things um, that like fentanyl mm-hmm. um, and things strictly fentanyl. And a lot of a lot of people who are using um, their normal level, what they would normally use, um, and the normal drug that they use, their drug of choice that has things in it that they're not expecting. Um, and we've seen an increase across the country especially here in lacrosse, we've seen an increase as well. Um, and so people can think they're getting one thing and it's, and it's a straight la- fentanyl pill. Is and it always fentanyl or is it some, laced right, with something else? Right now we're looking at just fentanyl. We're not okay. seeing anything else in our data. And is that unintentional or is that intentional? When I'm a drug user, do I want, I, this is going to sound stupid, but I want some fentanyl so I can get like a kick not necessarily. Or, or... Yeah, it's really dependent. Everybody okay. has their differences, um, and it, it it's not necessarily that people are looking for it. It could be that people are looking for it. It could be um, a choice that's being made. It also could be by accident and cross contamination and things like that. And it could be 
many it's many different are, things are drug dealers or the people that are you know selling this stuff lacing things with fentanyl to get you more addicted is that a thing there are some out there that do that um, then it would raise your i don't know like your yeah, need it, for that that high right or it, le- it would lessen your level of ability to get high because it's, you're just getting you like slowly build up yeah, it were it, it changes kind of the the strength and the speed of it sometimes depending you, on what you, it is. You can roll your eyes when I'm just because I'm, I'm not, not a thinking. drug ex, I'm not a drug <laughs> expert. So, but I can No, you no, know. no, you're you're right in the fact that that there are some and and there are some that maybe a hey, I want to compete or hey, um here's this new strain. But a lot of the times they're getting it from somebody else who's getting it from somebody else who's getting it from somebody else. Yeah. So half the time we don't even know what um I mean the, the dumb the dumbed down version of this is I drink beer if I drink, if I drink some beer right now, I probably only need a couple to be like, because I, I haven't drank in a while. And then uh, if I drink beer, ten beers every day for you know a year, after a while, that ten beers isn't going to get me drunk, so to speak, right? It's not going to give me that feeling. So this is my interpretation of that is the same with drugs. If I smoke weed, the first, well, weed's a little different. I think weed works a little different, but eventually, <laughs> like you need more. You need to smoke more to feel that that high eventually, right? Yeah, like, we're we're talking. All, is, yeah. is that all drugs are kind of like that? Yeah, we're talking tolerance. Like yeah. people build up a base of tolerance, and that's and that's where one of the the highest risk for overdose is when people don't have that tolerance. Um, and we see a lot of overdoses, um, intentional or um, uh, unintentional or non fatal or fatal overdoses. We see a lot of those when people don't have that same strength in their system when they've gone without their normal for a while. Um, it could be anywhere from a couple we- a week or two. I mean, it's really just dependent on the person. But yes, there is a tolerance. And if the person has gone and doesn't have that tolerance level anymore and they use too much, we're overloading our body. We're, right. we're overloading, o- overloading the system. And then uh, is, there, is there drug inflation? <laughs> like are drugs more expensive now? Or, you know, like it sounds stupid, but like if everything else is more expensive, why wouldn't because people are everything else is more expensive. Therefore, if uh, you're you're paying for drugs the way you're paying for drugs, you have less money to pay for drugs because you have to pay for everything else. But then, like, are also drugs? It's just, it sounds like a stupid. And maybe you don't even know. Like, but like, I mean, you probably talk to people that 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 bring this up. I don't know. Drug I, inflation. I bet nobody's <laughs> talked about this. Well, why don't you do in, a survey? On the radio, right. So <laughs> I don't know. It seems. And but then, like, if I can't get the amount of drugs that I get to to level me off or whatever you might look for something else then or lace it with Mm -hmm. lace it with something that that gives me that kick and then therefore you know like but then is that where the fentanyl comes in and that's why we see like wait way more than half the overdose deaths are fentanyl laced Mm -hmm. right and we're seeing a lot of um methamphetamine and fentanyl lace so people who are normally using methamphetamine or cocaine Mm -hmm. um and not expecting that fentanyl the the methamphetamine, cocaine are stimulants, and opioids or fentanyl are a depressant. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing depressant overdoses or the the opioid overdoses in people whose drug of choice and what they've been using for years is cocaine, methamphetamine, a stimulant. Um, and so that's why it's important for everyone to know how to respond to an opioid overdose right because you never know we never know who it's going to be um it could be somebody who's been using for a very long time it could be a brand new person it could be an accident um it could be i had surgery and i had too much and here's what these signs look like so that's part of what our alliance is doing is making sure everyone knows the signs and how to respond 
Uh, we got to go to break. But do we just br- blame the pharmaceutical industry for getting us all into this? I didn't say that. No. Okay. <laughs> 608-785-7914. Uh, we'll be back after this. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. If you got questions for Laura Runchy, she is the health educator with Lacrosse County Health Department and Alliance The Heal. She's nodding because I said her name without just tripping over the... <laughs> and... Um, this, I'm just going to bring it up. Kent texted in talking about fentanyl coming over the southern border. That is not Laura's thing. So we're not going to do open border talk. Uh, so so just move move along. But let, but can we talk about fentanyl a little bit? And um, obviously, when I'm do when I looked at these stats, like 2022, 38 overdose deaths. And we talk about these things like they're stats now and not people that have died of drug overdoses in our community. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's just occurred to me that I'm just do this is sensitivity training again. Um, but 21 of those were fentanyl related. 22 of those were meth related. So well over half and 11 of those had both meth and fentanyl. So are are we seeing fentanyl laced with meth quite a bit? Is that kind of a a thing? Yeah. We're seeing fentanyl in just about everything. So, yeah. All right. So, and, and fentanyl oftentimes when it's a Hollywood Prince, when it's a, you know, a, a big star or something we always it always seems to be something about fentanyl right yeah why, why is that what's the what's going on there well it's a very strong so fentanyl is an opioid um it is a very strong opioid um when we're looking at we're talking about things like heroin it is 50 times stronger um than than heroin um so fentanyl it has been prescribed for many years but you have people that are making it um and sh- and shipping it and heroin's not weak right no it's not weak <laughs> right? no no it's we're talking about like, no. like right. <laughs> let's do the hierarchy of drugs weak to strong like is marijuana like the lowest on the totem pole i have no idea yeah if is we're it ta- even in the same category it, not uh, really right if we're talking about opioids um we would say kind of heroin is kind of where we would go at, at the bottom here then okay. we have fentanyl and then we have something called carfentanyl um and other fentanyl derivatives is it like c-a-r fentanyl carfentanyl yep why, why what does that mean it's it's just a derivative of, so it's a man-made synthetic oh, opioid. Okay. Yeah, so more derivatives, but it's it's uh, strong. It's very strong, um, and what opioids do is suppress um, your ability to breathe, and so that's where we're seeing a lot of our of our opi- overdoses happening is their inability to breathe. Um, and so when we talk about this, um, I mean, it can be fentanyl can be. I mean, depending on what it's laced with and the combinations of things, anywhere from 50 to 100 times stronger than what people are normally taking. It's really just dependent. Um, and so it's, you, I, I do want to add, Rick, that you can't overdose from touching fentanyl. Okay. Well, we're going to get into that. I know, just, but I want to add it in there well, because I want to make sure we talk about that. You have to ingest it. Okay. okay. When you say o- opioids affect your ability to breathe is mm-hmm. that why they make you high or is that just a side effect no so because that's weird like a, oh i had surgery i need some whatever so it's a depressant so basically it's kind of depressing that so you know oh, when yeah. you're in pain and you're like things are heightened and so it's a depressant and it's kind of depressing your central nervous system so kind of lowering your heart rate lowering your blood um your um your breath intake. And so when you have an overload of that too much, that's an overdose and your body is unable to get the oxygen it needs. And so that's where we're seeing our overdoses happening is people are dying because they can't breathe. All right. If you encounter an overdose, like what do do you do? Yeah. 911. 
obviously like well it, it, you think it's obvious first, but oh. <laughs> it's it's not as obvious but 911 yeah. um rescue breathing and narcan okay right those are those are what we're going to talk about like those would be our big talking points is try and get the person awake you're going to see them they're they're unable to to wake up they're turning blue lips are turning blue purple pale um, they, you're, you're not able, they're not responding to painful stimuli. Um, so you're going to want to try and wake them up. If you can't wake them up, you can give them Narcan, Naloxone. Um, both well, are interchangeable. When you say wake them up, I mean, I'm thinking like, wake up and I'm shaking them by the shoulders. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, like, let, let's yell at people <laughs> yelling loud noises, like loud noises too, clapping, yeah, okay. that kind of stuff. Um, you could take your fist and do a sternum rub like you see on ER and oh, things like that. Punch them right in the chest. Okay, <laughs> no, no punching. Let's, let's not try and cause any more damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those kind of things. Um, well, you see this in the movies. Yeah, you do. having a heart attack yeah. and you slap them in the heart. And then I've they, gotten a lot of the Pulp Fiction you, thing too, where it's right. like, no, you don't put anything in the heart. Like that's not how this works. In Seinfeld, they fed the guy cookies. Oh, no, so. no. No, no, don't do that. Um, No cookies. They thought he was diabetic. Um, But Narcan Narcan is uh, very uh, accessible. Um, We have it throughout the community, but that is the only thing Narcan does is reverses an opiate overdose. So that is all it can do. You can't get high off of it. You can't overdose on it. The worst thing Narcan does is nothing at all. Um, And so if somebody, if you see somebody on the ground, they are unresponsive, you can give Narcan. Um, Also rescue breathing. That's that's another big thing is rescue breathing because what's killing somebody is not being able to breathe. So I'm thinking a lot of the, uh, I, and this could be yep. true or untrue. A lot of this might happen around bar time, not literally bar time, but like 10 o'clock to two 30 and you know, whatever, like uh, rescue breathing is one thing. You yep. can explain what that is if you want a little bit better, but like, where would I get Narcan at that oh. point in time besides calling 911 and having then the police having Narcan? So you make a couple points. Would it, a bar have Narcan in it? They yeah. aren't always around bar time. No, <laughs> we, I, get, I yeah, get that. We see them throughout any part of the day. But when we're talking about nights and weekends, we want people to prepare, right? Yeah. You want to prepare. So that's why everyone should have access or know where it is or have communication about it. Um, you can carry it. You can get it over the counter. We have it free. Um, there's community health workers that are handing it out. Um, we have uh, places and organizations that do have it. Well, I was uh, thinking like, would it be relevant to give it to bartenders at mm. at night? I don't know. Do you do that? Maybe you do that. Maybe I, you can't say you do that. I, I think know. that there are some places that are doing initiatives like that, and yeah. I think those are interesting initiatives to maybe consider and talk about for um, the future of lacrosse. The The city council at one point, I think, helped pass uh, something where you, if you had a sign, you could bring your dog mm. to a store downtown. There's an initiative. And I think maybe the dog can't even come in. It can stay outside. They're dog-friendly stores. We could put signs out that next to those dog friendly signs that say Narcan friendly or there's Narcan here. Yeah, or something like they that. do have businesses. Some of our area businesses um, do have stickers and signs that say Naloxone available or Narcan available. Yeah. Um, and there are some out there and people can do that. Absolutely. Well, that's interesting, too, because Narcan is like the Kleenex of tissue. Right. And <laughs> Naloxone is kind of like what it is. So. Yeah, it's it kind of an interchangeable thing. Naloxone is kind of the generic term for Narcan, but they're, they're both the same thing. Oh, yeah. Is that short for Nar- no, it's not short. It is a brand name. Isn't yeah. It? So Narcan's the Yeah, the brand name. All right, let's get back to fentanyl. And we're speaking with Lauren Runchy. She is uh, the coordinator at Alliance to Heal and a healthy educator at the La Crosse County Health Department. Um, okay, fentanyl, there, we see this all the time. Uh, the, the, the stigma that if you touch fentanyl or have come into contact with fentanyl, I've seen stories about like a drug dog sniffing for drugs and it 
sniffs fentanyl and the dog dies or, you know, like, I, I don't know, you've probably seen all these stories. So what, um, what, what's actually happening here? Yeah. So if and every story is different, I guess. right. Yeah. And fentanyl needs to be ingested. So you need to get it in your system. Um, so touching it is not going to cause, oh, you're doing it. Yep. Touching it is not going to cause an overdose. Um, it's, it, needs to get into your system um, by ingestion, um, either, you know, through intravenous, um, through the skin, that way, um, in the, like, sniffing, in the nose, um, eating, like, eating and that kind of stuff. But just touching it or it being around you in the air is not going to cause an overdose. And remember, the overdose signs and symptoms are unable to breathe and unresponsive. So it's not going to, if you have in a situation like that, if you have an elevated heart rate or you're sweating and things like that, but you're still conscious and able to move, that's not an opioid overdose. Mm -hmm. Um, And so knowing those signs and symptoms, knowing that touching fentanyl is not going to cause, um, and that also leads to the response. We get a lot of people that might be hesitant to respond to an overdose with rescue breathing and stuff because they don't want the, you know, they don't want to overdose themselves. Yeah. And there's that fear there. Um, and warranted, I understand it's a safety thing. It's a very scary situation. And we do offer, um, there are face masks out there, but knowing that you, the risk is, is so low to almost non-existent of, of getting, of overdosing that way. Fentanyl is a powder, right? Um, usually or not? So I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, so it, it, we do see it in powder form. You can see it in um, pill form, too. They'll put it in pill. Like There's a lot of packaging to look like other pills. Okay. So that's where a lot of this stuff is coming down to, where people might think, oh, this is a Xanax. It looks like a Xanax. It has the number and stuff on it, but it, it's not. It's a compressed fentanyl, like straight fentanyl pill. It I can just, be laced and put into things. I yeah. just don't, I don't see how... You're going to breathe in fentanyl unless somebody throws it in your face or it's not like, okay, so before a basketball game, LeBron James goes to the scores the table. Chalk? Yeah, and he puts the chalk <laughs> on his hands and he claps and he See a lot of weightlifters do that too, yeah. yeah. So, but, but that's not what we're doing with fentanyl or, no. or whatever, whatever yeah. drug. There's not like a drug bus and the, the, the guy that has the drugs doesn't go, oh, and then just poof it into the air so you can't catch him. I yeah, I mean, that would be ideally. I know it's a scary topic and there's a lot of just misinformation and, and stigma and things around it. So it can be. But knowing that ingestion is how it needs to enter your system. Like mm-hmm. it just having it in the air and just kind of breathing it in isn't enough. It needs to kind of it needs to get into your bloodstream and it's just not a high risk. It's not where we're seeing. So help help somebody. It, it, you're going to be help somebody. They're not OK. You will be. Yeah. OK. Um, and yeah, and it's interesting because you'll see a story where, yeah, the, somebody law enforcement or something will uh, attend to a call that's, you know, it ends up being fentanyl related. And, and they have all these signs where they're elevated heart rate and yeah. sweating. And what they're having is an anxiety attack because of the stigma of fentanyl. Yeah. Which is and, and yeah, just proper precautions. Like that's what we teach for anything, you know, bloodborne pathogen training and all of those OSHA stuff like that people probably skip through or whatever when they're doing the training but just wear protective gear when you're handling things that you don't know and you'll be safe and is, is it as simple as putting one of them stupid masks on that we wore all no no don't talk about the mask no but like um, if, a, if yeah. a cop is you could you know, yeah like you, you mentioned you masks could. when you're when you're yeah so call that's maybe with drugs yeah you could I'm trying to think were they blue i can't even remember what color if they were blue with the little 
metal thing on your nose? Yeah, you could. You could definitely if that if you know that this yeah. is a pos- yeah, you can to to for safety purposes. But again, um, it needs to be ingested. So getting into that bloodstream, um, breathing it, breathing in small particles like that's not going to be a way. We don't see overdoses happening that way. All right. 608-785-7914 is the text line. We're going to take a break and wrap up with Lauren Runchy from the Alliance Hill when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Lauren is in here. No, it's Laura <laughs> Runchy. I've been told the text line. Did you just call her Lauren? Uh, yeah, I did that. Uh, Laura is with the, she's a health educator with Lacrosse County Health Department and the coordinator at Alliance to Heal. And we kind of we kind of talked about what Alliance to Heal is, but if anyone's listening, what is, so if anyone's listening that has maybe friends, family, or themselves is you know what wants wants help yeah. uh, has addiction addiction in any way right yeah. like and wants help that's a good just Google Alliance to Heal or Lacrosse County Health Department <laughs> right that's, and and there's resources there to get yep. you started on yeah both will, both will get you there um, Alliance to Heal um, dot com is the website it'll have all of the um the the work groups that we have the initiatives and resources all of our overdose awareness uh, events are also on there um and so uh, yeah come on down and check it out and we have um meetings we have bi-monthly meetings we have work group meetings um kind of if you want to get involved or learn more yeah let us know and you guys are having you're kind of coordinating with the Cooley Recovery Center this month. A couple of events, uh, bridging the gap. A treatment resource, a treatment service resource fair happens next week, August twenty second. So uh, I'm going to pull that up. That's Tuesday. So yep. it happens coming this coming Tuesday, and then August thirtieth at the Cooley Recovery Center is a candlelight vigil service for I imagine uh, what you could ima- only imagine there. Uh, right, like overdose deaths or something like that. Yep, just, yep. We have just a. Re- it's a remembrance and a candlelight vigil for those that we have lost to um, to addiction. And then on August thirty first, the last day of the month, the last hey. day of our birthday months. I hey. learned that uh, proclamation by Mayor Mitch Reynolds because August thirty first is uh, International Drug Awareness International day. Overdose Awareness Day. Overdose yep, awareness yep. Day. And and that's important in in terms of you know in Lacrosse County. You know, it's all relative or all, rel- you know, to you could compare it to anything. But La Crosse County is last year, 38 overdose deaths in 2020. 40 was the most ever in La Crosse County. But we're at what did you say? 20. We're at 27, 27 confirmed, 33 potential with some results waiting. Yeah. So and we're you as know, of August, beginning of August, we're two thirds through mm-hmm. the year. So we're kind of on pace, you know, to at least be still at that i mean it, that might just be the new level right like is there i hope why, not <laughs> why are we at this new level is it we um, can't just say oh pandemic uh, i i don't want to say pandemic um and and it definitely plays a part in all of our all of our lives because things are, are different the resources are different people have changed positions we have more um more mental i, I want to say mental health um because we do there's a lot of isolation um and one of the things that we talk about when we talk about addiction is that disconnect um and people who are suffering from substance use disorder there is a disconnect and so trying to connect back when you're when you're disconnected from a community and then you're isolated on top of that with not as many resources um one of the things that we see a lot of overdoses happening when people are by themselves. And, and so that's another thing that we want to talk about is connecting to making sure people, people know that 
there are resources and, and never use alone and two one one and nine eight eight and all these numbers that you can that you can use um, when there is a crisis or you need help and things like that. All right. So last thing, we got literally a minute here. Ooh. So um, uh, along with Narcan being uh, you know something that people can use, but there's other things out there in terms of if you like test strips. That's mm. that's something that's kind of more prevalent now and. What was the other thing? Oh, the, the syringe service program, right? Yeah. Those are two things that... Yeah, we do have a syringe service program here in La Crosse. Um, they have a van, um, and then they also have a, a satellite location, and they, they do go out with the outreach teams um, to kind of help, and then they also do things in the community and with other people. So we do have a syringe service program that would offer up Narcan and fentanyl test strips and any education and, and referrals and, and just information that way. Um, and then, yeah, we do have their fentanyl test strips. Um, if you people can test to make sure um, and get kind of have information to make the choices they would like to make. So if they don't want to use as much, they can. If they don't want to, whatever, it's the choice they make. Um, and so we do have fentanyl test strips. Uh, Vivant Health, our syringe service program, would have those. We have um, them at the county. Uh, Cooley Recovery has them. Outreach teams, community health. We're trying to saturate um, so that people have options. All right, that's Laura Runchy. She is the coordinator at Alliance to Heal and with the La Crosse County Health Department. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening.